What on earth is that? It's a Journey into Comics Network production! Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? What? I always ask that of all my prey. I just like the sound of it. Brought to you by the power of the Journey into Comics Network. This is the Journey Into Comics Podcast, the show that's 100% dedicated to everything nerd. With your hosts, the Podfather, Nate Phillips, the Podmaster, Brandon Stone, and the Journey Into Comics Network stepdad, Tyler McLaughlin. Time to make the Jimmy Chunks. Hey! Excellent! Finally. What did you do? And here we go. Can somebody tell me what kind of a world we live in where a man dressed up as a bat gets all of my press? This town needs an enema. What's up, true believers? Welcome back to another episode of Journey into Comics. Today, it's Journey into Comics 327. I am the Podfather, your host, Nate. Today, joining me, as always, the co-host with the co-most, the Podmaster, Lord, King of the Manor, King of the Castle. Welcome home, Brando. How's it going, brother? Lydia mode off. Hey, there you go. Damn kids. No, it's going pretty good, man. It's here. good to be here today. We're going to be talking about some Mandalorian like season finale stuff. It's going to be pretty cool. And there's there's a lot to cover, and we're not alone today. Unfortunately, um, our, our, our stepdad of the JSC Network is not here today. Of course, he's working pretty much his hands to the bone. He's and, putting them stepdad hours in. Yeah, you know, he he unfortunately is. And we send all of our best energy to him to help give, help him get through these long days. And, uh, of course, I mean, uh, he's going to be doing this pretty much to the holidays are over with. So when he gets back on a, on a more of a full-time basis, in fact, probably the first episode he's back on, we are going to be doing a full season two retrospective dive, deep dive into Mandalorian season two. Uh, that is coming today. We're just focusing on the season finale and um, sit and you know sitting in uh, to help us talk about that. Here today is the one and only host of Podcastrophe, host a contributor to Rank 'Em All, soon to come to a podcast uh, service near you. The one and only Dick Blaine Tyner. Yes. Hey, I'm a stepdad. Not <laughs> <laughs> He's not the. There, there's only one the. Like like yeah. Like that's very important. It, 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 the the T H E it definitely is in quotations. I'm a I'm a bonus dad. Bonus dad. There you go. Oh, uh, look at this. Early in the episode, fun. it isn't even fucking around this week, you guys. Train of our existence is like, let's get this shit out of the way. Wah! Dude, I'm so happy because you know now that my whole recording life has changed with how my kids like yoloing himself into just one nap a day, right in the middle of a like it, it's hard to work around it sometimes with our schedules. Right in the middle of a pandemic. Right, right. He has no he has no consideration for well whatsoever for us recording podcasts during a during a quarantine or, or, or pandemic or anything. 
No, but because of that, I have to completely tear down my entire system, make a hole in my bedroom, like low corner where I can just nook in here and, and record an episode or two. And we're right by the road here, whereas in, my, in, in, in the back, it's a little bit different. There's a little more wall, <laughs> so to speak. And you might hear sirens because there's a nursing home right down the street and literally they will come blazing down our road sirens blaring trying to get to this nursing home to save all these old people from their income you know, like uh, from their impending death and um I'm, I, I don't a lot wanna... of times it's just that one of the old people pulled the fire alarm and shit because they're <laughs> trying to escape yeah. so they have to go and then it's just bullshit they're like oh, Charlie knock it off God what really it. confused Man, us what really confused us yesterday, uh, we heard sirens. And literally, like, my oldest, he has always been obsessed. He runs to the window, knows to, like, like seeing what's going on. And he, he still does it. Like, he's like he's five. I'm not saying there's, that, that there's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying that, like, like you, you've seen that for five years. It happens every day. The magic, though, has not been lost on him. It's still magical. <laughs> well, sometimes they roll like down the street. Sometimes they roll down the street and it scares him because loud noises kind of like, like <clears throat> scare him. But anyway, we saw sirens. We saw ambulance in a police car going north. Literally, t- 15 seconds later, fire truck and fire chief going south. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> Something is very wrong and you guys are going in opposite emergency. So, no. Yeah. Well, anyway. If you hear sirens, the ep- you know during any, any of these episodes, and it's really loud and it it blows your eardrums out, I apologize. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. I, I tried to do my best to timestamp that stuff, and maybe I could fix it and post. If you're listening on the audio version, the video version of you guys, you guys are just fucked. I mean, I'm not, I'm not fixing that. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I, I do no editing. The only time I do real editing on the video version is if we actually lose connection, and we or like the program freezes, and we have to literally stop and restart. And I need to put the episodes together because literally, the, the, my 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 computer is pretty badass. I like it, but it doesn't matter how good your computer is when you have to render a one to two hour long video. It drags. In HD, it just takes a while. And it literally takes all the power your computer has. Literally, he's like Goku turning Super Saiyan 3 for about an hour. It's it's like, can I do anything else? No, I can't. (laughs) We are tapped out. But we are not tapped out uh, on our hype for Mandalorian Season 2. This has been been a great season. Uh, As I said, full season... Uh, re, you know, recap and deep dive and lore, all that stuff that, that's coming. But just to get the saying out of the way, because I'm going to say it again on that episode, this season has made me appreciate the first season more. Oh, totally. I, I feel like at this point, and there's like so much ground to really cover, but at this point, it's it almost goes without saying that a second watch through both seasons can like in a continuous setting where mm-hmm. you're like in a couple days knock it out is almost necessary because i feel like you're gonna see things in that first season that cue us into what's coming hey all signs point to x you know and um man i uh i have a real weird obsession with not wanting to be spoiled 
I there's a person that we're in here right now with that spoiled some shit for me in the past. So actually, as recently as the investors call, actually, you spoiled the Fantastic <laughs> Four announcement for me, you <laughs> asshole. <laughs> but if that was that was circumstantial, I'm, I don't blame you. I, I will like, not apologize for that. No, please don't. Please no. That would be totally totally like, unnecessary. But I'm, like, you're not getting that out of me for this one, pal. <laughs> But anyways, so like to me, my bet, my I'm like, okay, I'm going to just stay up and watch. I'm going to wait till 2 a.m., which is fucking right when you guys are getting up for the day. Uh, or may- maybe that's like an hour too early, but like get up early or be up. I'm going to watch the episode before anybody else. And I'm going to go to sleep on it. So that when I wake up, the group chat can be blowing up with spoilers. You I were can able actually... to fall asleep right after that. Uh, no, I, I'll explain how I fell asleep and just say I'm getting there. It's, it's, it's kind of all, <laughs> you'll, you'll, I know you, where you're going. You, you see where I'm going. So, uh, so first and foremost, to celebrate that the Mandalorian was happening, I, I did purchase a special gift for myself from my job. Uh, I got a little night. Okay. So for those who are watching or who, you know, may not follow me or whatever, I do work at a dispensary now and it's uh, the greatest job on earth. I legally get to sell weed to people all day. It's it's like fucking. Oh, that kind of dispensary. Yes, you know, yeah, no, 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 no. The the medicinal fried chicken dispensary, bro. Nice. (laughs) Fried chicken. I would would go all for that. Yeah, totally. But we unfortunately we have to cut the gravy with Boston Market gravy, and it's just not as good. That's okay. Uh, You can't have KFC without real gravy. I'll be all right. I'm not. I'm not a big gravy guy, despite my like most of my handles being smothered in gravy. Like it's just a funny name. That's, That's just because you like jizz jokes. Oh, I do not. He does. Anyways, I digress. So <laughs> I got I got this pre roll called Alien Rock Candy. I mean, Mandalorian Alien Rock Candy. It, it just goes hand in hand. And actually, I was like, oh, I enjoyed it. And then I thought I should probably read what the effects are. And all the things said you're gonna fall asleep like immediately. And I was like, fuck. I'm not even going to get to watch this thing, man. I'm going to fall asleep in a couple minutes. So I was like, try not to lay down. And then I didn't feel tired at all. Put the episode on. We're going to definitely be covering the episode in just one second. And then I had to go get something else from my goodie jar and, and, and partake upon that to just get me to the point where I could actually fall asleep because of how hyped I was. I almost ran a lap around the outside of the house at the end of the episode. I was so jazzed. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, this is the best Star Wars, like, maybe ever. Like, how's that even happen? It's crazy. Yeah. I was I was so excited. I could, one, AP already threw in the chat, holy, like, he just gushing about it. Did not spoiling. Thank you, AP. Uh, but he so learned his day, lesson like, from Endgame. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so all day, I'm, like, ready to go. I, I was going to go work out and then go home and do it, but I was like, nah, I'm going home, and I'm then I'm, I'm no, I didn't even work out at all. But I went home, and I told my wife because she was wanting to go like Christmas shopping for like stuff, stocking stuffers and shit. And I'm like, I'm going home. I'm watching the Mandalorian season finale. I'm not leaving until it's done. So don't walk in the house and be like, Are you ready? Because I will be ready when the show is over. <laughs> I'll be ready so when I'm fucking ready. She gets home, and as soon as she hits the porch, I pause it. And I, I stare at her as she's walking through the door. <laughs> like, are you going to say, if, if you're going to say anything, say it now. <laughs> this is your chance. She, she just kind of stared at me and was like, hi. And then she kept walking. I'm like, unpause. 
<laughs> and she left me alone. And I got to enjoy it. So, due to my inability uh, to partake in what Nate partakes in, um, well, I have... Huh? It's a handicap, really. Right. So, <laughs> I've had this bottle of Jim Beam honey for almost a year going on. Maybe sometime in the early spring I bought it. Um, I saw this video on YouTube about making um, kind of like a customized little barbecue sauce deal and Ooh. it called for um bourbon and i'm like i'm looking at the price of like like member was it member mark or whatever maker mark, maker mark. yeah sam's club made me a members mark bourbon <laughs> <laughs> um but i saw the price of that and i'm like i'm just trying to make some barbecue sauce here i don't i don't need this this is high class so i'm like maybe uh some jim beam and the only kind they had was honey of course we were in a quarantine as well i'm like eh honey barbecue <laughs> like it'll work and and no the like the sauce is actually really good and 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 um i just had it and there's been a lot of aversion to me wanting to drink obviously uh this year being really rough uh, a year and alcohol being somewhat of a depressant. I'm like, I don't need that in my life. However, let's not make it worse. Right. So, so certain things were going to go down before we could watch the Mandalorian. Okay. And to enjoy that a little bit more, I took a few shots and had like a, a Coke and this. Also, also yeah. um, yeah. 70 like star Wars is weird. Um, <laughs> uh, or there was a lot of bush a lot of yeah and and like hair buns yeah uh um, oh, yeah so no this stuff kind of tastes like honey halls a little bit without the menthol like eh. <laughs> you know it's one of those things where like and so like you know i did what well, like we had to go get food because we we didn't want to cook so we got food and and so yeah no like I I got to enjoy the episode being very relaxed and I also was not falling out of my chair drunk which is the last time that I drank anything that's exactly what happened not a very good time the the kraken is real don't do it stay away from it it's awful it makes the my kraken got to smacking literally <laughs> literally there are times when we talk about kraken and I get shivers down my spine and the hair on my arms stands up completely. Damn. It is that. I don't. Don't. You know what? Couldn't even protect me from the Kraken? White Claws. What? Ooh. And the White Claws are supposed to have water in them. Yeah, yes, I mean, that's kind of science. Do you know it also has water in it, Brando? Water. Fucking water, bro. <laughs> Just like Dick said. Water. No, I did that the day after, but I couldn't keep it down. Anyway. Oh, I so, got you. So, no, I got to watch the episode, and we got to watch the episode in peace and quiet because the last previous two episodes, literally, we, we, we try to watch it like Sunday morning, and we had to pause it every, every, every three minutes. Every three minutes. Because, like, five-year-olds can't shut up for any longer than that. They can't. No. It is physically that impossible. If they don't talk, they will die. They think that every minute they're breathing, they must be speaking. Incredibly accurate. Thousand percent. So, 
today on Bad Dads Club. <laughs> Anyways, no, so no, we got to watch the episode all the way through with 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 no with no disruptions and 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 and, and distractions, eating very bad fast food, uh, being buzzed enough to that the food actually kind of absorbed a little bit of it, and then I like just just laid in a chair and I didn't fall asleep. I wasn't that tired. Nice. But, but I was able to, even though the the hype was fucking real, I was still chilled enough to go to sleep. So there we go. Hell yeah, man. Now that we prefaced well, it for about 15 minutes. We hyped it. We got, listen, we all kind of had our own experience on how we got to watch it. And, uh, you know, really this episode, as we were coming into this final episode of the season, I don't know about you guys, I felt like they had really set themselves up for one of two things. A huge letdown when it's not exactly what everybody was hoping for or uh, the anticipation of possibility doesn't meet expectations. But they not only delivered, they over-delivered to the point where it's like, if Okay, I I say all that to say this quickly because we're not going to be able to transition backwards. We're going to be stuck in the Mandalorian for a while here. But if what Disney and Star Wars have done with Favreau and Filoni can in the same turn do that with anything they have Marvel, the entire paradigm of entertainment has literally shifted. Disney like just upped the game in a way that I can't even explain because Mandalorian by itself is special. And again, it's the tying of our love and nostalgia for the series of star Wars with an unknown in the universe. We don't know those years, what happened between officially return of the Jedi and the force awakens, but now we're starting to fill those gaps in and learn about characters that we've had questions about. They've been able to flush the world out in such a way that it makes it even more rich. And that's, again, what we know Marvel's good at doing. So I just see that Disney is going to be like leading in streams before it's all said and done. I don't know if they have the lead right now. And overall, I think Netflix probably still has it with like 200 million subscribers. But I don't think Disney has long to go before they'll catch them. I did hear that they anticipate surpassing Netflix by this time next year. Telling you. It's it's not beyond their grasp. And Netflix has been, I mean, you guys know, they've been the stronghold on streaming and anything entertainment, you know, all the way back to getting DVDs in the fucking mail. So this is uh, this yeah. is pretty crazy for entertainment. I know, I know that's a very big statement just on the back of Mandalorian, but really look at what they did. <clears throat> I mean, look at what they were able to fucking do. I, I, you know, I think if if Disney could streamline their uh, actual user interface. A lot better. I mean, okay, so it's it's already pretty solid with the okay. You got Star Wars, Marvel, Harry. I don't Harry Pixar. Potter is not on there, but no, it's Star Wars, Pixar, Marvel. Yeah, yeah, you got all your little tabs. and Disney. Same Disney. with HBO Max. They have that same thing. The Where hub. You, the hub. Um, Netflix needs that. Netflix needs something like that for their original content and like divide up their original content. Uh, however, Netflix is it's still got the best UI in my opinion. Uh, I mean, I I don't know if you guys watched it, but the, the Queen's Gambit is a phenomenal show. I have not watched it. Have not seen it. I do highly encourage it. It's uh, I'm not I'm not going to go on the hype train there. But anyways, let's get into this episode. We should probably preface we are going to go heavy spoilers on this. We're going to be breaking it, cracking it like an egg, talking about some of the things we saw and happened. So at this point, if you have not watched the episode, back the fuck off, man. Come back later. Come back after you've watched yeah. the episode. Re- listen, listen. We accept 
we accept you. Yeah, we, we, we want you here. Anyways, you guys, I'm going to ask a question to just get this out of the way because I'm excited to know. Dick, we're going to go with you first. You're the guest. What was your favorite part of the episode that we got in the finale uh, of The Mandalorian? Damn. There were like some minutes that, that could be favorites. Why you got to hit me with that? Because that's tough. That's so I know. That's what. Yeah. I mean, just to start the episode, this is not my favorite part, but just to start the episode off, we see the slave one in hyperspace. It's like, oh, man. I mean, for that such a simple thing, it's just like, I've never seen this before. It's so cool. They actually put us in the cockpit of the slave one. We've never seen that before. Four like that cockpit we, we we i mean that was last last week we got the with um the actual like whole area how it works with the ship moving yeah. around and how like yeah. th- there there's a center part of the ship that the ship moves around so it's like gyroscopic well because it, it, it's almost like you feel like when you're going to go in there and sit down in the like in the ship that you would just be like like i, I gotta climb up and like like throw myself into the chair <laughs> that, that futuristic space segue technology yeah yeah exactly uh but anyway continue my on with your favorite moments. part i mean hands down it's got to be the moment that you realize uh a, a certain jedi pops up yeah um we're, now let me ask you guys this question because that's kind of a good a good segue into this, and we'll get Brandon's thought on his favorite moment too. I'm not going to shy away from that, but you said the certain Jedi. We're not spoiling it yet. Uh, as soon as you saw the lightsaber, did you know? Um, you or know, were they're like, ah, it could be. X. It's crazy. Maybe it's actually because, like, okay, so they're like one X-wing, and I immediately was like, is it that one Ranger? <laughs> like, what's he going to fucking do? <laughs> Ooh, the old Asian I, was guy? Like, I was like okay it's the ranger and then he's bringing the cavalry okay, okay let's see what okay. happens and then it cuts to and then all of a sudden all the dark troopers stop and the music the score for what happened oh my god this i mean i'm getting chills right now you can't see it on the camera but uh i was like whoa what's going on here and like all the attention of the dark troopers turns they turn around and it's like whoa What's going on? And then you see a hooded figure. I'm like, and it still hadn't clicked on me who it was, but I was like, is that Ahsoka? Like, did she have an X-Wing? <laughs> then I'm like, no, she didn't have an X-Wing. Then I saw the glove. That black That's, glove. That was what gave it away for me, too. The I kept eyeing, the, like, the hands. Does the glove on or no? And then the green lightsaber. And then he's just cutting through the dark troopers like it's nothing like he's got way more skill than he had before and it, he's he's like not breaking a sweat whatsoever and these are the dark troopers like these are the gen three or four dark troopers that are supposed to be like the perfect dark trooper or whatever and he's just going through them like they're nothing and i am like the whole time i am literally saying to myself holy shit holy shit holy shit <laughs> like this is happening I didn't think this would ever happen. I was skeptical. I, I, I was one of the naysayers to all the nerds that are like, oh, he's going to show back up. He's, he's going to be the one to take Grogu. And I was, I was one of the naysayers. I was like, you fucking nerds. Quit reaching. Quit reaching. And then it fucking happened. I'm like, oh, they did it. <laughs> yeah. And are we, are we going to say who it is? Um, yep. Spoilers. Go Spoilers. For it. It's Luke Skywalker. It's post-Return of the Jedi. Jedi Master Luke Skywalker. 
Um, I will say I'm I'm not going to complain about the the CG the CGI because uh, it is a de-aged Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to complain about it. However, I'm like it was it didn't look that good. It and also I, was actually Mark Hamill, which yeah. is my favorite fucking part. They brought him in to do the yeah. They, they so, brought like, him in to do the voice. He, he it wasn't the actor standing there. That was a stand-in. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna sit here and say like, oh, it ruined it for me. It, it took me out of it because I I was still so high from the fact that it was Luke Skywalker. Well, there's no other way that you could really do it with that same with that time period of Luke. I mean, you either recast him completely with Sebastian Stan, like we've said before, or uh, I thought it was gonna be too for a second. Yeah, I maybe I thought it was, and then, then like, oh, and then I saw like. Uh, I saw the de-aging, and then at first I wasn't even for sure if it was Mark Hamill's voice because it was it's younger Luke sounding, and our, and obviously Mark doesn't really sound like that anymore. Even though he can do voice acting, and they can do some stuff with his voice and bring him into studio, he did say that it was awesome that they were able to keep this under wraps for an entire year with no leaks, nothing, and for it to be an awesome surprise. Um, my favorite moment was the the complete dichotomy of the hallway scene from Rogue One being redone here, but it's not Vader, it's Luke. Where can, I, can I interject? If, if, if you must, I guess. I mean, you just kind of did. Though. Yeah, sorry. I, I don't see it as the... as the, um, I don't compare it to the, the hallway scene in Rogue One. I compare it to... Anakin showing up on Mustafar and cutting down the Separatists. I saw it differently because it's literally the figure standing at the end of the hallway with the smoke with just the lightsaber. Ah, yeah. And where in Rogue One you had all the rebels and then he just effortlessly slices through them. There's Luke effortlessly slicing through the dark troopers, pulling, force pulling, force pushing, and then he crushes that one completely. But the feeling that you get from both of them, one, um, for both, you're nerdgasming. So you're just so excited to see that character in action because we never got to see Vader cut loose like that. We never got to see Luke cut loose like this. But the feeling that that, that, that scene gives each story is different. With, With Vader, you have despair. And with Luke, you have hope. And just pure awe. Well, I mean, for both. For both. For both. But what? But I like how they didn't rip it off. But it's you could put those scenes side by side, and they both work for the perspective stories. And and yes, like at that point, we still had don't have the reveal that. It but is you fact, know, but no, you know at this point, number you one, know. number one, you have the X wing flying by with our with the blue R two unit in there. I didn't even see that. The moment the the moment the one the moment she said one X wing, I'm like motherfuck. I wish it had clicked like that soon for me. And then like the hooded figure, I'm like, oh here we go. And then you see the lightsaber, and then the next, but the lightsaber was on the little screen. It was it was in black and white. You didn't see the color, and then it was green. I'm like, there it is. Yep. And then of course you get a uh, there's a shot where you're behind Luke. 
going towards some dark troopers and you actually saw the saber and that's it's in the what I was cargo like, bay type area where he's there's like, there was no way it, it couldn't be black glove mm-hmm. fucking that specific saber it's luke a thousand percent yeah absolutely and um of course this was i mean there was a lot of rumors that said that this show was going to go five seasons and that it was going to contain cameos from luke and all this stuff but um that we might even get more story because the th- okay so here's the thing um we're um, uh we are going to go for, for further into it uh but he leaves with with Grogu he does and um this isn't the end of the story of of Din and Grogu it's not no not at all and actually uh, that uh, kind of begs to question we're we're, we're very much Tarantinoing this. We've, we're covering the end of the episode and then kind of working our way around. But uh, does this mean it's possible we may get a one-off Luke miniseries that tells the story of what he and Grogu do? Or, you know, because now, and, and, and this is going to add to the further canon and questioning because we have the question of what's between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. And now we've got some answers, but now we have the question of what happens after season two of Mandalorian to the last Jedi where Luke gives himself up. What does Grogu end up doing in all of that? Where is he? Is he still in hiding? All these questions come to pass. So there was even the question really I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you. There was no, even ahead, the question that, that someone posed to me that what if Kylo kills him when he kills all the other students? And I don't think that's the route that they're going in. Um, I do think that eventually, that while he is with Luke for a while, we might we might even get time jumps. We might even spend a while where they, where where where, he, where the show follows Din, just just Din, doing what doing because there's more stuff that had that in this episode that isn't answered and not complete. Uh, and and we're gonna get that, and and we're getting other shows. We're getting the Ahsoka show, as, 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 like as we know, we're getting. Rangers and the New Republic. So we're going to get other windows of opportunity to see what's going on during this time frame, which could help fill in the overall story between uh, Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. Uh, but we could possibly get that. And we're also uh, getting another series that they just didn't announce during uh, during the uh, big investors meeting. They announced it at the very end of this episode, which we'll talk about in a bit. But Nate, what was yes, your favorite moment obviously big hype for luke skywalker it was really cool to see that there was a moment though that to me made this show what this show has always been about and that's the journey of two characters i'm gonna try to be not super emotional when i talk about it but the moment when den takes his helmet off and he and grogu say their goodbye and grogu touches him ugh. I was like a fucking fountain. I couldn't stop crying. It was so because they have not like sure. Den has held him physically. Sure. They've been close, but they have never felt contact real actual skin to skin contact. And it's this moment of like, it wasn't, it was more Grogu telling Den it was okay. And not the other way around because it really got Den. He was really beat up about it. You know, he like had a buddy and uh, it was good. It was really, really uh, a beautiful moment for sure. 
it's also very telling that Din took the helmet off with with there being no like you know we've had a couple times where he had to take it off for 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 circumstances you know once in season 1 once earlier this season yeah right but this time he was doing it so that way grogu could see his face yeah it it, it just made the series like the whole reason that we're watching this show is the beacon in season 1 of this mythological creature that everyone's searching for and then it's just this tiny little 50 year old baby you know and 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 for them for everything din has done to protect grogu for everything really everyone din has got involved in the story kara dune and your um you know your uh i was forget grief cargus and e- even um quill you know like all these guys they all had this one central thing where they knew grogu was something special in the galaxy and they knew that Den really was trying to keep him safe because of the choice he makes to not let Moth and company have him. Mm-hmm. But we actually learned that Moth wasn't actually probably going to kill him. Maybe, who knows? Maybe you know. Maybe this was a kind of a, a you know Den made his own fate by keeping him from the uh, you know soon to be first order. I guess you'd soon to call them. But- Can I just say? And I don't even think we talked yeah. about Mando last week, did we? The one before that? No, we didn't. We were going to save it for this week. We were going to double. <laughs> but there's so much to talk about with the finale. So, like, um, obviously, Boba and, um, oh, what's her name? I can't remember her name now. Blah, blah, blah. Bo Katan. Uh, Fennec? No, no Fennec. Fennec. Uh, oh. No. Um, so they they swore to Din that they would, as long, like, we'll help you until you get the baby. And, like, like, like we owe you or whatever, blah, you know. But what got me was the message that Din sent to Moff Gideon was the exact yes. same word for word message that Gideon sent him. Same cadence, too. Well, it, but it's me, but you could tell there's so much more emotion behind oh, it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, definitely. Like, that's my boy. You got my boy. You done fucked up. It's not even just a little buddy to him like that. Like he feels such a strong emotional attachment to this kid. That it's like there's nothing that's going to stop him from doing what he's about to do. And and what was awesome about it is that and I and I've already said it this this season made me appreciate the first season so much because those episodes of the week that kind of just kind of charter off and do their own thing. I said before I, I didn't like that. I, I liked it, but I didn't because it, with there only being eight episodes in a season, it's like wow, we just had three episodes here that really don't do much. But they were introducing other characters and stuff that's going to come back around into the story later. And now I I appreciate it more in hindsight. But especially they the the prison break episode that really was disjointed last season, mm-hmm. we actually finally get a beautiful full full circle with Mayfield, and I thought that mm-hmm. that was a ultra well done story. Just shortly, yeah. Um, well, they also kind of revisit uh, where in season one, where where he gets, uh, you know, he goes back and gets some help to uh, uh, from from was it Quill and was it was it was it Kara. 
um, to go and help out in, in, in the last episode or, 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 or so of, of, of season one. He does it again in this season with 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 the other Mandalorians with Bo-Katan and Sasha Banks, um, <laughs> which she's not listed in the in the credits of Sasha Banks. She's listed as her real name. So Mercedes uh, Verano or Ver, mm-hmm. Ver, Veranda. I'm not sure how it is. Yeah, but. yeah, but no, you know, I mean, like it's cool that she got cast in, in this and that. You know, maybe there's more to these you know Mandalorians that that, that we're gonna have coming forward. But I love they came up with this whole plan, and they got this shuttle, and they're gonna. You know we're gonna meet up with the uh, with this butt plugged star destroyer and um, floating butt plug. Yep. Tell don't me it doesn't look like title. a butt plug, Dick. It definitely does. I don't know what a butt plug looks like, Brandon. <laughs> Liar. I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Somebody on Twitter posted like it was uh they that they posted a picture of a, like of Gideon's cruiser. And then they post the picture of like a butt plug, and it was like Moff Gideon's like, "Stop sending me this stuff, guys." <laughs> uh, but uh, no, uh, so they like they had this whole plan how they're going to get on the ship. He's got a couple of heavy hitters with him to help him out. He's going to go get the kid, and of course, something that he got previously in the season to help him in his aid against Gideon. Was that spear, that Beskar spear, uh, that basically, like, Beskar is one of the only metals that lightsabers won't cut through. Fact. So it, it's like, is this vibranium? No, I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, he got that from Bo Katan, right? That was what she no. gave him? Or was that Ahsoka that gave that to him? It, it was Ahsoka. The Ahsoka. That's we, right. It was the Ahsoka episode. From yeah. the Magistrate. And, uh,. So instantly, the moment we got that, I knew now he's got a weapon of his own to fight against Gideon with the dark saber. Mm-hmm. And so Gideon has all the dark troopers. I actually thought it was really cool how that how he handled the dark troopers. And did you not get Terminator vibes? Yes, absolutely. Uh, with with the fight of like him versus one dark trooper, like oh yeah, complete Terminator vibes. Like I, does that, Disney own Terminator now? Uh no. Oh, I was no, say maybe Favreau was applying to get the rights to do a Terminator film because I would totally trust him with a Terminator movie. Uh, Holy shit! Warner Brothers had it, and I think the rights went back to um, James Cameron. Finally, it's James Cameron. So, Sorry. so no, no, but no, I just that's the, instantly the entire time that that Din is struggling to fight against this Dark Trooper, he and he's trying to do fire, and it's like cool night. You know, cool story, bro. We're like, what are you doing? But he's able to, he he, you know, he's able to to take him out, and then he he uh, suctions all the other dark troopers out of that cargo hold, and they just yeah. go, clever. And you're like, oh, he solved the problem. He did not solve the. Problem. He did not solve the problem. Turns out their backpacks have jets. They're not Boba. They're Fett. <laughs> Because he's off doing something else, bounty hunting, not for Jabba Hutton, to finance his vet. Anyway. Uh, Bam, are, did you just do a whole rap? Jesus he Christ, he totally he rapped just then. Do you not know that song? I don't. Uh, what? Oh, my God. Bro? You don't know that song? Have you ever watched Fanboys? Um, I've seen Fanboys, but I don't think I know the song. At least it's not ringing a bell right now. Okay, so <laughs> the guy that does that, 
uh, he he also did a voiceover in uh, he was a character in C Lab twenty twenty one. Awesome. He played Hesh, and he's a rapper, and I can't remember his name right now from from the top of my head. But he has a but that's where I first heard the song was in C Lab, and it's it's just yeah Bo, Boba Fett. He's like his backpacks got jets. He's Boba the Fett. He bounty hunts for Jabba Hut to finance his vet. Wiki, wiki, wiki. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, it. yeah, okay, no, Boba cool. Fett helps him get get in. He does, you know, he does a really good job in his role. But the unfortunate thing is, is that there's just not enough of him in this episode. There's already so much in the episode. But it's like, how cool would it have been if he would have been on that, on that uh, uh, deck? Yeah. Oh, and the With final you? scene. Yes. But it kind of actually lends credence to their history and mm-hmm. it being an even more epic moment when, you know, we've seen Mark Hamill come back one time. We've obviously seen Boba Fett in this season, and we know where that's probably going. He's killing it. I'm just saying, what if uh, Luke goes back to a certain particular palace? Yeah, well, we'll get there. Okay, um, continue on. So, yeah, no, um, the Mandalorians and... Cara Dune is, is that her name? Dune. Yeah, Cara Dune. Because every time yeah. I see it written, I I I always want to say Cara Dunn, but, or Cara Dunn. Yeah, you know, Brooks and Dunn. Um. <laughs> we had an old customer at GameStop. We called Brooks and Dunn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna just break down and tell that story real fast because you can't say it and just jump over it. Okay. So it was this older couple. Okay, and and I, I'm telling a real story here. I'm not making fun of these people. It was a husband and wife couple that would always come in and bib overalls, okay? So <laughs> jean bib overalls, right? But they had a girl, a daughter who was with them who was special needs. That's less funny. However, that's <laughs> less funny. Thanks for pointing that out there, Nate. Glad we have you here. Oh, <laughs> They would they would use her disability to try to get discounts. They would say really like in 2020, what I'm about to say is not okay. But they would say it in front of her. They would literally come in and be like, "Look, our daughter's retarded. Give us a discount." And we're like, "What? No, it doesn't work that way, man. You just can't go around demanding discounts, dude." They were always really tough to deal with, so we coined them because of the bib overalls brooks and Dunn, <laughs> and that's and that's the story of brooks and dunn that that is so offensive to the actual brooks and dunn i know right it, it yeah they don't deserve anyway uh so <laughs> so the mandalorians of cara dune work their way towards the uh, um the bridge that's the word i was looking for the freaking okay for so first off they have to cross a literal bridge uh to get to the actual bridge and, you know, some cool stuff. They're fighting stormtroopers, all that jazz. They get to the bridge. They take the bridge. Din's like, I'm going over here to get the baby. And he's like, I found the baby. There's Moff Gideon with the Darksaber. Ready to cut the baby down. Yeah. Uh, and he says, uh, you know, I'm not going to kill the kid. I, I, like, I got what I needed from him to analyze his blood. Now, before we continue on, 
I'm, I'm going to lay this question out to you guys right now. Do you think that his blood is the reason why we have Snoke clones? Oh, clearly. It's <laughs> yeah. also why Palpatine is still alive. Yes. Because, because the they've found a way to genetically modify whatever is in Grogu that allows him to age at such a small rate that he is 50 years of existence and still doesn't really speak. So it's not... One of the faults of the Rise of Skywalker movie is that there's so much in that movie and they don't explain anything. The novelization does, though. Yes, it does. And they actually explain that the body that Palpatine is in in Rise of Skywalker is a it's clone. It's not his it's, original. It's, yeah, it's the original clone, though. The, it, the original. It wasn't ready. Right, but it's it not. It wasn't ready. But it's not him from his body that fell into the reactor. Yeah, or, that, yeah. It's the spirit inhabiting. The original clone mm -hmm. that it went to. It, it's not like it went there, uh, that clone deteriorated, he went into a new clone, and no. so on and so forth. Um, and it, and it, he's kept basically together because he has so much dark side energy, force energy, that it actually deteriorates the clone body a lot faster because the clone body was not ready. Yeah. And so he needs all this fluid and shit going in. And by the time of rise of skywalker he was almost out of all that fluid that's why so he that's why they're them. Like, yeah that's why he needed to die again but he's he's obsessed with people killing him strike me down well i i think what he's hoping because there was this theory that the what he wanted luke to do was the same thing that he wanted ray to yes. do and that was like get him in that moment where he actually turns and he plunges himself on the dark side and he would be able to take his own take his body open He'd be open for it, yeah. And and, uh, and with Ray, it, like it would work even better because she's technically his blood. It's uh, even yeah. It's even theorized that Vader stopped Luke from striking him down because he knew that's what the Emperor was doing. Not because he was protecting the Emperor, because he didn't want Luke to succumb. Interesting. Well, anyway, Moffatini says we got his blood. Kick your blaster over here. You want the kid? Get you know, get the kid. You know. But, you know, but leave. Go away. Heavy Gus Fring vibes, by the way. Oh, dude. Right. Dude. This uh, whole negotiation. God, I'm like, man, Giancarlo Esposito, you're killing it. Hire Giancarlo anytime you need a villain in, in your story. It doesn't matter what Make him Doctor Doom in the MCU. Oh. Holy fuck. Oh. Dude, <laughs> just dropping mad facts right now. You can have the a greatest. You can have a movie or show where all he does is rob Girl Scouts, and it'd be hilarious <laughs> and also believable because he he just yeah. comes off. He could easily come off as the most evil Girl Scout cookie thief ever. Okay, I literally just envisioned Moff Gideon stealing a box of Thin Mints from a Girl Scout. <laughs> I mean, and that's that's just to start his uh, Girl Scout cookie empire. Exactly. Yeah, totally. Yeah, where he has a lab underneath a laundromat where he's making more Girl Scout cookies. cookies. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. and they're, and they're just cookies. They're not like no, drugs or no, no cookies. drugs, no hardcore stuff. You know, but but see, the Girl Scouts are pretty hardcore, and anybody that comes after them, they'll they'll be hit with litigation and uh, and uh, copyright strikes. You know, somehow those damn Hebrew elves got, have getting away with it, but it, due to a technicality. Um, but I digress. Um. <laughs> so, <laughs> Dick walked off now. Oh man, that's oh he's back. All right, he's I got him. So no, he he turns on Din and starts fighting. Din's got best car armor. He's like, oh, oh god, oh god, oh god. 
and then he's you know he, he's able to, to to fend off the dark saber and he him and uh him and uh Gideon d- d- duel with the Beskar spear he got and and they're going at it which is kind of cool and Din does it he wins he beats him how would you like that movie did where he like flipped the spear back and kicked it and over or whatever yeah <laughs> so neat Man, like that was a cool fight scene for sure. It really was. And he disarmed our boy Moff Gideon. Yeah, can I? I got to interject for a second because there was a specific moment in that fight that, to me, is something they tried to show everybody else how it's done. And it's when Moff first comes at him with the dark saber and he's scraping it across the wall. I was like, oh. They took that from Kylo Ren when Kylo had his tantrums, but they're doing it the right way. He's not having a fit at a fucking wall. He's just showing Din like, I'm about to fuck you up, boy, and it's about to be bad. And I loved it. It just is so sinister, and I had to point it out. Please continue. So Din Din beats Moff Gideon. He disarms him, and he brings him to the bridge. And that's when Bo-Katan puts it together. Dude, her face as soon as he see, she sees him with the dark saber. Well, she's not happy, and he's like, "Here you go, take it." She goes, "I called it." I mean, as soon as he's like, "This will be interesting." You're you're sparing me. Yeah, this will yeah. be interesting. I'm like, yes, it is. So apparently, the dark saber is kind of like wands in Harry Potter. They uh, they have to be one, essentially, like, yeah. one in a duel, and it's not the dark saber; it's the story. The legend of the dark saber has to be passed down and has to be won in a duel. And Din did that. And so now Bo-Katan, who wants the dark saber, the dark saber says, if you have the dark saber, you pretty much, that is like a scepter. You're like, I can sit on the throne of Mandalore, you know? And she wants that, but now it's Din's. And now essentially, you know, um, I keep, damn it, Nate, you, you called him Fring and I keep trying to say Fring, but it's not Gus. It, it, it's, it's freaking Gideon. Um, he's like, oh, now they're going to have to fight. <laughs> oh yeah, and he's such a shit talker the whole time. Now I'm gonna call him Moff Gus from now. Moffring, <laughs> Moffring. Uh, oh, Moffring! I like that. But that's when the 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 dark troopers come back. Apparently, they got Iron Man uh, like jets, and they just fly right through space and land back in there. And like, hi, we're back. And you're like, oh shit, this is not good for anyone. No, nobody. And uh, well, it, it, one thing leads to another, and. and and they are banging on the door to the bridge. And Man, I love that scene where they're punching the door and they're just like consistent. It was such a unsettling moment that was well shot. Mm-hmm. Notice that Din had his spear and gun or whatever, but he wasn't holding the dark saber. He wasn't wanting. He wasn't using it. Because um, if I was him and these guys are going to get into the room, I'd be like, we'll, we'll argue about this thing later. Until now, let me use this thing to cut through these motherfuckers. Because he just fought one, he knows how hard they are to kill. Sure, um, but that's when the the one X wing shows up, and like, and it's like one X wing, like uh, ship, identify yourself. You know, they're in the bridge; they could kind of t- you know send that out there. And then you see the ship fly by, and then you see Grogu kind of like look, and he can you without words, you can tell he's sensing something. And it was a like very strong presence within the force. They did such a good job of filming this because it was a step by step reveal. It's like you knew 
but then you knew more, and then you knew, and then you knew, and then you knew. It was like, there's no other way it cannot be who it's going to be. At first, you're like, there's no way it can be. Then you're like, no way. Okay, it might be. Okay. I kind of thought it was Cal for a second, honestly. I was like, oh, cool. They're going to bring Cal from uh, it would have been Law and Order, you know, because – you know, I almost thought you said law and order. <laughs> no, no, fallen order. <laughs> Fucking ice tea shows up. Jedi law and order. <laughs> These are the stories. stories. <laughs> wow. Dong dong. <sighs> <laughs> so, no, we already talked about it. Luke gets out. He, he fights his way over through the ship, goes down the hallway to the, to the bridge. Fight. He just. He, he decimates. He, there's no fight. <laughs> he is so smooth and fluid, and you can tell he's been practicing. It's been five, like like at least what like five years since Return of the Jedi. Yeah. He, he, so he's had a little bit of practice. He's definitely way more. And see, you said earlier Jedi Master, and you're right. He definitely is a Jedi Master because there's no one else to tell him he can't be. Um. <laughs> there's no one to not grant him the rank of master. Yes. <laughs> we recognize you on this council, but we do not grant you the rank of master. Son of a bitch! <laughs> like what? It's like I'm the last one. It's like damn. Uh, it's all the ghosts. They're just grouped <laughs> together. Like you still don't earn it. You still don't deserve it. Not good enough. I mean, what the fuck? And then you're like, like yo, like Quagon's like you guys are very well aware that you played as just as much part. And turning Anakin as as the Emperor did, and Yoda looking at Qui Gon's like, "Shut up." <laughs> anyway, Luke shows up, saves the day. We get the reveal with the de-aged Mark Hamill, just like we got the de-aged uh, Leia in Rogue One. And then he speaks, and it sounds like Luke. He's like, are, "Like, are you a Jedi?" Y- you know, I am. And uh, and then he holds his hand out, "Come, little one." And um, but like, does Din say like he's afraid, or it's like, and then Luke's like he's asking for you know for your permission. Yep, it's just so cool how Luke has that understanding. Oh, instant! Like, I mean, given he's again Jedi, look through his fucking brain waves, but he can just you know communicate with Grogu like you know just yeah. like Ahsoka could. And understand without without words, they just you know, feeling and meaning, and it's like he wants your permission, and uh, you know Din goes and picks him up. It's like you know it's okay, you know you you can go. He's he's he, like he's one of your kind, and then of course uh, Din ends up taking the helmet off, and you see Pedro Pascal like tearing up, like so that was so powerful. Oh, and it I, was. I, it's I I feel like I, I was actually kind of shocked that they didn't do like the cliche. He's taking off his helmet. You see his face, and then it cuts to all the other people just and pans across. I'm like, oh my god, he just took his helmet off. Not that they would do that. But just, like, I think at this point, though, every everybody, maybe not the Mandalorians, only Mayfeld and IG11. Uh, Kara had seen him with his helmet off, though. No, no. Yeah, it, it, in the finale of the first season, when he takes his oh. helmet off, right? She's with them. No, am I crazy? No, they went down below, and it was only IG with him. That's um, right. they, they had that discussion of like no living thing can see my face and ig 11s like bro i'm a robot um, that's right what i liked about i liked that they didn't do that because it made it more that personal moment I oh yeah it, and i it, it works out reg- again any complaint i have isn't an actual complaint like i i love this episode from start to finish 
It, um, it works so well because it is that it's grasping that emotional moment, just like Nate said, with Grogu reaching out and touching him, basically telling him it's okay. You know, like, like, thank you. You know, I won't forget you. And with that moment, like Din doing that, it's like, you know, look at my face, you know, you know, don't, don't remember the helmet. Remember this, you know, cause they're connected and bonded on that, on that deep of a level. And no, that episode ended with such, oh, oh, when there's another part of this episode that we didn't mention, and it, and it was a part that I really liked, is when you see on the little security cameras, cloaked dude with the lightsaber, kicking ass, Moff Gideon realizes who the fuck this is. Yes, he does. And he panics. He gets scared. Gets a, gets a blaster rifle, tries to shoot them, and then tries to shoot the child. Because we cannot let this child fall back into the hands of the Jedi. And then you see Din doing the whole, like, jumping in the way and barely gets it. And that's when Kara, like, bam, knocks him out with the Brundin or well, rifle. He tries to he tries to shoot himself, too. Oh, yeah, after that. Then he's like, okay, I'm not no, – you guys ain't taking oh, me. <laughs> and, and then she stops him. So, like, yeah. oh, man, no, that was like – that was – if you didn't know – by that point, his reaction, like you know, between Grogu, because I feel like Grogu was like, since since he was watching and seeing what was ahead, I think he was using his feelings to push out, saying, you know, hey, around this corner, three more or whatever, you know, you know, yeah. <laughs> because obviously, Luke can reach out with a force, but if he, but these are droids, and it's not like he can sense. Oh, there's seven droids down that hallway, necessarily. Maybe he could sense that there's things down there, but they, I feel like sense like they're electrical energies and shit i don't know but see now you have this little kid being like hey outside our door buddy there's like you know seven of them so like ah all right <laughs> like three o'clock cool. over there five of them yep. yep and no dude like luke takes off with him and that was the end of the episode and so we don't have what's going to become of of uh moff gideon is he going to get turned into the republic uh um, Bo Bo Katan wanted the dark saber. That's another thing. Uh, the 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 yeah. contention with that. She, she also what's going to happen on Mandalore? Yeah, she wanted this ship to help build the fleet for Mandalore. Um, so there's that other issue. And uh, you know, when we left the episode before, there is an after credit scene. Um, and also the the episode was directed by uh, Peyton Reed. Is that his name? Yeah, director of the Ant Man and Ant Man and the Wasp. Yes, killed it, freaking killed it. Uh, yes, for this episode. Um, yes. by far, like this is like this gave me the same feeling as Rogue One. Um, just a lot less despair, happier ending for sure. Well, sure, well, like well, you knew Rogue One was ending that way, uh, going into it. Like, there's no other way. But well, like, and of course, Brandon looked back to Rogue One too when we were watching it was right after Carrie's passing, and it was very emotional sure. still. So it has it does have a, the same kind of weight too. We'll see. And um, I felt the same feeling after watching Force Awakens in theaters because when I watched through the prequels, I didn't feel like that. Um, it, it it didn't give me feels like uh like the Vader stuff at the end of three did like I thought it was cool, but like Force Awakens did that for me in spades multiple times and still does when I like when I like sometimes when I rewatch it. Um, last year I gave that to me a little bit as well. Uh, uh, Rise of Skywalker 
didn't. There was a couple scenes that I really like in that movie that made me feel, but that's a, there's a reason why I actually haven't sat down and rewatched the whole movie. Um, I don't hate it. I that that that's not the word. Um, I just flaws. I mean, not, and I don't want to come off like this snobby Star Wars fan because that's not what I am. Um, I've made it well known that I feel like they just they whatever plan there was wasn't there and, they, and we don't have time in the episode but I watched this video last night there's a supposed leak about it uh, Lawrence Kasdan and JJ writing a script for episode 8 that was that would have been thrown out and we don't know if it's true so some employee from Bad Robot who no longer works there got a hold of this and took pictures of it and it's a whole story treatment for episode 8 uh, that could have been and, and, and again we don't know if it's true and maybe we could talk about that in another episode sometime as a what if Sure, but Rogue One. Um, by the end of that movie, my God, I was like nerding out uh, and having feels. Uh, Mandalorian season one did not make me feel that way. It was still exciting, but it didn't give you like that Star Wars gut punch of like, holy no. fuck, it's happening. Going back to last year, I was a very mixed bag with it. I'm like, there's there's some good stuff in here, and it, and it's great. But it's a bit slow. And then they did the Darksaber reveal. Like, ah! And I'm like, but like, only diehard fans are going to really understand what that is because they haven't explained it yet. I remember <laughs> I remember seeing like, uh, it cut into the TIE Fighter, the crash TIE Fighter, and uh, just all of a sudden, <laughs> or whatever sound it makes. Yeah. And then it starts cutting through, and I'm like, cuts through, cuts through, kicks through, and there's, out walks Gideon. He's brandishing the dark saber, and I'm like, "What?" But yeah, uh, no. This season was so much more well produced, and while yeah. while enhancing the first season and the stories that it told, without the first season, now you actually have the emotional attachment to these characters. And they they didn't just bring in new episodes of the week with whole new characters. I think the only new ep- characters that didn't come back were like the Frog Lady and like <laughs> shit like that, you know. Well, because you even had that one Ranger, uh, that one X Wing pilot. Uh, he you know he came back and deputized um, yeah. you know Dune. So like you have these kind of recurring characters kind of coming in come you know coming about, and they did that again here. But the overall story in season two was much more focused. And uh, every episode, every tidbit led into this finale, and it's one of the best Star Wars things we've ever, that that we've ever gotten. Like literally, the story from beginning of season one to now <laughs> is one of the best Star Wars post original trilogy things we've ever gotten. What I love is that they paid homage to the original trilogy. They paid homage to the prequels. And all the stuff that they did before and brought them here, whether or not you were prequels or Clone Wars, all that stuff. It's like, hey, we're doing all this stuff here. It's awesome. It's cool. Have hype. And then to pay it off, like with the cameo, they did the cameo for Carrie and Rogue One. We did the cameo for Luke. You know, could we get more? I hope so. And I, and I, and I hope they're able to do it. And I hope that Hamill's on board because uh, he was so excited about it that I, I, I can't see him not being on board. But guys, we had an after credit scene where... Yeah, we did. We're back on Tatooine. We see the double suns, and we're like, at first when I saw it, I was like, oh, are, are we getting like a follow up scene with um, the one character who hasn't come back yet? Is um, 
uh, uh, try to remember his name now. Uh, 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 the guy that had Boba Fett's armor. Cobb Vanth. Co- yeah, Cobb. Oh, yeah. I was I was shocked that we didn't get another team up with him. So I thought, oh, crap. Are we going to go back here and see what's up with him? Is this something? And then it goes over, and there's Jabba's Palace. I'm like, okay. And then there's Bib, Bib Fortuna. Sitting fat as fuck he on that throne. He has gotten fat. <laughs> he, he's like. What did Boba? But 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 was Bib, in the hut though. Bib, Bib was tiny. Bib looked like he needed a bib for all the food <laughs> he'd been eating. And he's like, I am not yet in my final form. <laughs> I will soon. I'm gonna be a slug dude. You just watch. They're like, How did you get this big? He's like, I opened an olive garden in the basement. It's got <laughs> unlimited soup, salad, and bread. <laughs> they just bring and I make him bring up um, to me continuously. I just I did not say stop. <laughs> <laughs> all the cheese. Give me all of the Parmesan. Sir, would you like some salad too? I want the Parmesan and the Parmesan only. I would have fed him to the Rancor, but I ate it. Anyway, um <laughs> So what's cool is that we almost have a replay of like a scene from like Return of the ah. Jedi where you hear the blaster shot and then the dude falls down the steps and then you see uh, Fennec walk in. And you're like Fennec, and you see Boba walk in. And I'm like, oh, dude, they, unfinished fucking business, they, dog. They left him down there in that Sarlacc pit. You know that's why he's all scarred up and stuff. You know he he, he barely survived that mess. And then Bib's like, oh, yeah, the Boba Fett. Hey, 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 oh, we got some breadsticks right. for you, my friend. We got some. <laughs> Oh, what kind of soup you like? Oh, the kind of soup you like. We got the Olive Garden downstairs. Open all night for you, my friend. All right. And for some reason, he's like a semi, uh, uh, like Cuban, like dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. Hey, Bib Fortuna. I like Watto for a second. Uh, Watto. He should be. Oh yeah, the, the Boba Fett. Yeah, okay. And uh, and then Boba's like, I, I I loved it. He just like just boom. No fucks given. No words said. Shoots his ass. Fucking shoves him off that fucking seat. And then then sets his ass down like, this is my house now. He is the king of the underworld now. That's exactly what I was going to get to, Dick. He he has just named himself king of the underworld for sure. And then then the waiter comes by and is like, breadsticks? And then he (laughs) he takes them. (laughs) He's like, now I will have those breadsticks. Uh, And then we got the book of Boba Fett. Coming out next December, a brand new series coming to Disney Plus. It did it say a brand new series, or yeah, and it's going to be separate. They've confirmed Book of Boba okay. Fett is not okay. Mandalorian. A lot, of, season a lot three. of people are questioning whether it was going to be the next season. I'm like, I, I, I no, mean, this okay, is Star Wars it. being Marvel, they're going to go ahead and venture Good. into having. A I mean, I'm, I'm 100. I, I I would much rather have a new series than going away from Denzon. Like no, I, they. We've come too far with Din Djarin to just take a break from him. I would agree. Uh, I would rather Mandalorians just be his story and 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 all yeah. this, all the stories that surround his quest and journey. And that's what's cool about the story focusing on him and this kid and all these other things weaving in and like around. Yeah. Him. Not to mention, like we need to get the whole Mandalore thing. We yeah. need to get that, that whole. I mean, because there is unfinished business between him and Bo Katan. 
Bo-Katan oh, yeah. not happy. I would love for Din to end up with that role and him not want it, but he has he's a, a job too. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, but like because he's like I I yield. But now it has what do you work Okay, but, I yield. But but like as of season two, he's now completed his quest to reunite that child with its yeah. own kind. So now what does this character do? What does he want? Does this does his needs and wants change? You know, did his time with this kid change where his brain was going, or or does he fall back on Creed? You know, um, it, or does she want that so bad, but also realize? I, I think it's going to be uh, she wants it so bad and it ends up making her the bad guy of the next chapter. And that could, uh, but I could also uh, just one second. I can also see her wanting it that bad, but also not wanting it bad enough because she realizes that their numbers are so little that. For, they can't be fighting. Better that they unite. It's like okay, it makes then. more sense to bring the kingdom together, especially under Den, who she knows can lead. Well, it's it, got to be a point of contention, though. No, and it's it gotta, keep it a point of contention, but basically said, "Nope, you're you're a new Mandalore." And he's like, "Uh, no, I don't, I don't want it." And yeah, I, I don't want it. I didn't ask for it. I don't want it. I just, I just love that the Fucking the Din. tension in that scene. Oh, it's great. It's like here you go, and she's like. And fucking Gus Spring over here talking shit. She can't take it. Fucking, <laughs> you don't know what you're doing, bro. Didn't you know, st- you know what you did, bro. I'm she didn't. can't take. It. Not like that. Fucking, you know, uh, Daenerys Catan and Din Snow. Yeah, and and, and man, what's her name? Katie Sackoff. She killed it in that scene. Like she's just like, mm-hmm. don't let. It. She's like almost like to the point of like, don't let it touch me. Right. Yep. Like, I, I, I can't touch that. Not I that way. Cannot. And uh, yeah. So, and, and she's, and it's so funny because she basically talks shit about Din Djarin earlier in the season and her introduction video or not video episode. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Bo-Katan. Let me tell you about myself. I fucking um, but no, when I'm, she's I'm an Aquarius. Him. He was making fun of him for his like death watch fucking this is the way. Okay. Oh, yeah, uh, child yeah. of the watch. Yeah, you're a child of the watch. Like she was talking shit about his tradition and his creed, uh, and then she's got her own. And it's like, wow, that's it's funny how the turns table. So <laughs> the turns table. <laughs> well, maybe we'll uh, maybe maybe they'll fight to one last breath. And we'll find out whose creed will continue. I would like to. I would like. Oh to. Jesus Christ, Brandon! <laughs> <laughs> but what if? Shut up! <laughs> what if Den finds himself in his own prison? <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Brandon! <laughs> what if? <laughs> That was <laughs> sidebar. Sidebar. When I saw Creed live, that was the worst part of the show. Really? Was seeing Creed uh, no, no. live? Yes, it was. No, 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 <laughs> no. I'm not gonna talk shit about Creed. Scott Stapp was the worst part. Oh. But the worst part. Okay, so it took. I've, I'm pretty sure I've told this before, but it took three songs for him to sound okay, and then the rest of the concert he sounded okay. They play "What If," and he's killing it for the most part. But then it gets to the part where he's just over and over again saying what if he's like the rest of the band is killing it the whole show 
especially during what if and Mark Tremonti is just fucking shredding. And then like, here's Scott Stapp. What if I, what if I, what, what, what if, what? he's just like cheesing it up up there. And I'm like, can you please stop and just sing the song the right way? <laughs> and then I watched like the actual like concert DVD they filmed in Texas and he did the exact same thing. And I'm like, oh, I'm getting like flash, like nom flashbacks. But yeah, Creed will do that to you. I love Creed. I don't. I love Creed. That's a rank them all we could do. The, no, know, thank you. So here's the thing: the acoustic, Come on. the acoustic version. Uh, they did like an acoustic set with Sirius Radio, or maybe it's AOL or somebody a couple years back, right? And it's them doing acoustic. Um, uh, My own prison. Oh, so good! And it's awesome like he he nails it he kills it it um and it, it just has a mood about it there's some creed songs i do like did that take you higher no um no but this episode of, of the mandalorian definitely took me higher um it's awesome uh i can't rate it like any higher like than that um it, it, as I it just reiterates, it's some of the best Star Wars that I've seen. Um, and the fact that uh, John Favreau, uh, Dave Filoni, uh, like they hit a home run with this series. Not just this episode, this series. Absolutely. And trying to tie in things that they love, things that they know. I mean, Filoni is obviously the heir apparent and should be, um, you know, uh, if we had Tyler on here, and if and if and if he ever heard me mention the name Kathleen Kennedy, he would be triggered. Um, uh, but I also, just because she's in charge of everything, doesn't mean that she's a, she can't take all the blame. And then when something good happens, get none of the credit. Word, dog. Um, so, do I think what happened with the sequel trilogy is all of her fault. No. Do I think she, her being in charge and having leadership, uh, affect that? Yes. Do I also think that her leadership was in effect here? Yes. Cause yes, because she made good decisions here by letting the people who know what they're doing, do what they do. And yeah, absolutely. So, so I mean, and, and, and that's what I got to say about it because, um, whether you like or dislike aspects or, the, or as a whole, the sequel trilogy that's over and said and done with. And right now as a fan, it was hard to be excited coming in for season two Mandalorian. I'll be honest with you. I was excited to watch it, but I also was like, man, the overall star Wars fandom is a reason why one of the many reasons why Tyler and I never officially started and kept doing podcast menace. <clears throat> it was bad timing. Number one, uh, for both of us in our respective lives. But number two, it was as much as I love talking and nerding out about star Wars. I dislike hearing everybody else's opinion about star Wars because it's it ours. Your enjoyment. It can, it definitely can. And while, I enjoy having a, a good conversation with people and going back and forth and having intelligent conversation. There's not a lot of that out there sometimes. And there's just a lot of angry fans and, and that's, I, that's not exclusive to star Wars anymore. Uh, that, that has gone to other uh, things. 
No, I, I do my best to stay away from like the opinion side of things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, if, if it's Star Wars, 99% chance I'll enjoy it. It is hilarious uh, though, because time, time changes mm-hmm. things. And um, when The Last Jedi came out, I remember the four of us with Tyler. who we Went on we, a three and a half hour podcast. Yeah, And, and we all loved it. And obviously our, 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 our minds and, and tastes have changed since then. And the more that you sit on a project, the more that, you know, you can change your opinion. And, and, and that's perfectly fine. What's funny about that is the internet hated it. And then if you would ask the same question now, that's the best movie. That is like, yep. what? What? <clears throat> We were in the minority saying it was the best movie right when it came out. I yeah. love the movie still because I think it was brave and it took chances that we needed in Star Wars. Yeah, I, I'm not going to fault it for that whatsoever. Like, I, 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 I don't, they just don't hit, hit the way they did when I first saw them. Even Rise of Skywalker, which I loved, as, I loved same as almost as much as I loved it, uh, Last Jedi when I saw it. To me, the only one that still holds up in terms of. Like I still love it to this day as Force Awakens, and, and see, there's a formula there that they that they kind of copied yeah. and kept forward. Yeah, which I mean, George kind of did the same thing with Episode One too. So I'm not saying that's necessarily 100 percent a bad I think thing. Force Awakens just had that magic. Yeah, it had that that magic of we're coming, we're back. Well, and did it have the magic, or was it that we as fans, especially our generation, especially? had the prequel trilogy bad taste in our mouth that they could have fed us Purina dog food or they could have fed I us like Blue it. Wilderness. I like so I'm just saying they could have fed us Blue Wilderness cat food. Whatever it was they were going to put in our mouths was better than the prequel at the time. So it hits on a certain level for you. you I know? think it's a good, healthy dose, dose of both. Okay, okay. I, I think there is enough nostalgia and enough um, hype over it and the the fact that it wasn't like the prequels uh, mixed with the magic of the original first movie. Sure, absolutely. The fact uh, that the fact that there was an obvious loose idea of where to go with the trilogy and then they brought in Ryan and Ryan got to tell the story he wanted to tell and then there was a reaction to that and the internal reaction was we need to protect our assets and our money with this Let's bring JJ back in and have yeah, him try to salvage. And literally, they try to retcon a lot of things and change your opinion about the other movie. And I feel like if they just would have kept marching forward, but the but but the real detriment is is that there when 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 George Lucas wrote the original Star Wars, he didn't know he's going to make a sequel. No, no. But yeah. you had a guy who wrote the story. Of episode five of, of Empire Strikes Back, you had a guy who wrote the the story of you know Return of the Jedi, and so there was constantly you had a guy on set of no 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 this is where we're going this is what we're doing even if he didn't have it all planned out he as he was writing the next entry he's like okay okay so you have one guy this is where we're going this is what we're doing. Here you had Lawrence Kasdan and JJ said, this is the first movie. Here's here's where we should go. Ryan's like, actually, no, I think we should do this. This would be great. It has some really cool, awesome scenes. This is stuff I want to see in Star Wars. Flip it on its head a little bit. And then you have uh, uh, Colin uh, t- uh, t- uh, Tavaro. Tavaro. Yeah, yeah. 
He comes in, he does his thing, and they're like, nope, nope, we have to salvage this. There's angry fans. We've got to make sure we give them the magic and the might and, and the awesomeness of Star Wars. J.J. comes back in to finish it off because we had ideas. And, all right, this is what they did here. Now we're going to go here, and we got to make a long-ass movie to explain everything, and then we don't. Um, and then we ended up where we did. In, Mandal- in The Mandalorian, it seems like from the very beginning of Episode 1... They knew, even if they didn't have it all 100% written in script, the end of season two was going to be this. Uh Or at least loosely outlined. And so that way we can end season one here, introduce you to everything. Season two, the story picks up emotionally. And I feel like when you have, all throughout this series, who's been on set and who's been on there helping call shots? Favreau. Who's been helping writing these scripts? And the story, Filoni. Who's directed episodes? Favreau, Filoni. I'm not saying that these guys should be in charge of everything, but I'm saying they should be in charge charge of everything. everything. (laughs) At least, at least you have guys that are playing either together or separate in their own projects. That George Lucas role of Star Wars Overlord of being able to, you know, you you know, converse with the other writers, converse with the directors of this. They need to have a seat on the council. Yes, no, they are. Oh, def- that's yeah. a smart play. Yeah, you they, know, they, lot if, of- if, if they're not in charge, if they're not uh, uh, overthrowing uh, or usurping Kathleen Kennedy, they need to at least be on the council. You know, if she's making a lot of these decisions based off of like pleasing the Disney overlords, you know, and then, uh, but she needs to have, and the, hopefully she does it's now. Become way too corporate. Well, yeah, it, yeah, but she needs to make sure that hey, you know, trust these guys because. They delivered something that's gonna that has brought great uh, financial value to Disney Plus. As well, they were able to sit there and milk all these hardcore Star Wars fans for everything that they want. Like literally yeah. for that entire episode, all of us, whether we were high, whether we were buzzed or drunk, full on fast food, whether or not he was sitting on like on his couch, like telling his wife to go away, don't look at me. While this, or telling her to get down on her knees, son. Well, well, no, no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Some people might do that. They know? might, but literally, we we ignored all that. You know, go away while this other thing is basically pleasuring us to climax, and that's exactly what <laughs> we just sat there and just took. That. I mean, I got this image right here. I posted yesterday. It's, a, it's got a picture on top. It has uh, J.J. Abrams. We can't satisfy the original trilogy fans while also appealing to a new, younger audience. And below it has. John Favreau and it says, "Hold my beer." Yeah, like, it's in, and I, I even went as far as saying, like, what did I say? Uh, this is what separates the hired guns from the people who actually give a fuck about the content they are creating. Absolutely. I mean, that's not to say J.J. Abrams doesn't give a shit about Star Wars or what or the product because he clearly did. I mean, there's again, a lot of love that he put into Force Awakens and into Rise of Skywalker. You know that. Yeah. There's a lot of Star Wars in those movies, and I don't want to say that they're not, but it, it was definitely marred by not having an overarching direction. Even if the overall story wasn't done, there just wasn't a clear plot. Uh, it, was, it wasn't like George Lucas brought in Irvin Kirshner and said, do whatever you want with my movie. That's not what happened. I, I, mean, I really can't wait to see uh, the roundtable episodes for this season. Oh, no, they, they're going to be great. 
Uh, but but to close off this this episode, because we're not going to get to the other thing that I wanted to talk about, which is fine. We'll save that for next week. It's just rumors and speculation anyway about something that's not even related to Star Wars. So why why shift gears to talk about it for, about it for five minutes and then leave? Um, but Brandon I, knows what's up. Yeah. So I sent this. This 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 was a tweet that I saw last night that was liked by somebody else that I follow, and. Um, I sent it to Nate and I sent it to Tyler. So Blaine, I'm sorry. I didn't send it to you. Um, but Tyler Hart reacted to it. Um, so, so, so I know he liked it anyways. Thank you at John Favreau and at Dave Filoni for giving me Luke Skywalker at the height of his Jedi power. And thank you at Ryan Johnson for evolving my favorite star Wars character and showing that even though our heroes aren't perfect, they'll always be there for us. Bam home run. And there's another thing, and uh, that you know, because this, uh, I'm so su- I'm so surprised that this didn't dawn on me um, r- r- right after she passed. The last time you know, that Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher were on screen together was in Last Jedi, and it was him kissing her, her forehead. I'm like, oh, man, beautiful. Oh. Anyway. Love this episode, guys, and I'm glad that we could sit here and gush about it. What would you? Uh, what? What? Let's let's get our ranks. Oh, how, <laughs> how are we gonna rank this episode? Oh no, this episode's a ten for me. It, it totally is. Um, it had a lot of action, a lot of suspense. Um, it had the right emotional tugger moments. I teared up as well. Uh, I teared up. Um, basically, the moment that Luke started cutting people down. In, or dark troopers down, and then I cheered up again with the with, with that emotional goodbye. Like it was like, and the only spoiler I I I, I had two spoilers going into this. Though I saw the word cameo, and I saw uh, emotional. The only spoilers I had were, it was awesome, and there's an after credits. <laughs> That's it. I was. And I was blown away by this episode. It's a ten. Yeah, I knew. Uh, I want to say I also knew there was also an after credit, but didn't know what it yeah. was. I think yeah. Nate, Nate, you're the one that put that out there for us. Which is I, that I don't care if I, I like. I'm, I'll gladly because I would have just turned it off. Yeah. Um. I think I credits, sometimes. Sometimes I'll watch the the credits just to see the concept art and shit. Oh, that's, that's really awesome. Cool. But and there was none time. this time. Yeah, no. no. And see, like, there's a lot. The That's the only time you really get to hear the opening theme, truly. And it's such an awesome. Did you notice the score, the the opening, the int- the Mando theme while uh, he was giving him or giving like talking to Grogu and all that? Like, it, it's it, they changed the score. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. and then hey. again, the score while when Luke comes it comes to save the day yes absolutely nate what's your rank oh man that's a perfect score come on now they did everything right like i said and i said this before i'll say it again honestly this is the best star wars we've ever got and that's as a fan of the original trilogy as hard as i am like like they they did that better than i thought it could be done and i'm excited to see where we go from here absolutely it's definitely going to be different going forward because this story has hit such a, such a crescendo that the only way and the only way, way to go now is down a little bit. Um, and that's perfectly fine because you can't have the next episode one of season three be, ha we're back up here again. 
completely. I mean, Surprise, can... Vader's back from the dead to fight Din. I mean, plateauing at 100 is pretty solid, I would say. Absolutely. Better than plateauing uh, at 30. Yeah. yeah uh, 100. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's a unanimous 10? Yeah. Yeah. All right, take a drink. <laughs> I'm out. I, I drank all my nerd. <sighs> So they're doing a deal with Cyberpunk right now with Rockstars, and each can gives you a dollar in uh in Xbox money to spend. Um, Damn, that's that's solid actually. And uh, so like yesterday at the store, I saw that and I'm like, I was only gonna buy one, but I guess I'll get four. The only time <laughs> I've ever done like a double XP thing was back in like 2012 when Halo Four came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I would I'd get like a, a pop every night in the cafeteria. Well, they're doing a giveaway. And- and if you have the uh, um, the code on the back of the tab, which you have to open it to get the tab, so that's that that's kind of cool. Uh, nice. So that way, people just can't go stealing the stealing the codes and everything. Um, but no, you get up to sixty dollars in Xbox gift card money, uh, so you can go and buy a game or whatever. You also get entered into some giveaways, and Cyberpunk has not been pulled off of the Xbox Store. Uh, just so you know. Interesting. Uh, this episode is not sponsored by Rockstar Energy Drink. Nope. But as always, folks, you know where you can check out Journey Into Comics podcast. Make sure to get us at journeyintocomics.com. Go to all the different podcasting platforms, Apple Music, Amazon Music, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, CastBox, many others. Just search Journey Into Comics Network. Get our feed. Also, go get the podcaster fee feed at the same place and the Game Addicts podcast feed while you're at it. Get that dabbing shit out of here. The only no. dab and I kind of do. The only kind of <laughs> dab and I do involves smoking. Not dabba, that. Yeah, but dab do shit. Whatever that was. <laughs> 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 but is there anything else you guys want to add before we dive out of here today? I just want to say thank you guys for having me on. Absolutely. It's always a pleasure, Dick. I have another thing. An announcement. Congratulations to Nick Maxson. He got engaged last night. To his lovely girlfriend Jess, now fiance. So yes, congrats, congrats, guys! Uh, very happy for you. You know, could you say that the story uh, of Grogu, of having starting off with the Jedi, now being back with Luke, has gone full circle? Yeah. Is that another Creed reference? It is. <laughs> it is. God damn it! Okay, <laughs> folks. Well, I think we're going to... I'm the only person that would fucking get that. I know. We're going to wrap <laughs> it up now officially and get out of here. Now that we've gone for full circle, Jesus. Uh, thank you guys so much for checking out this week's episode. As always, also don't forget to watch us on Facebook and subscribe and like on YouTube. Got to make sure to say that every time because we are there as well. But I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of Journey into Comics. This has been JIC 327 Jedi Law and Order. I've been Nate. I'm Dick. And we will see you folks next week. As always, pop your caps back and fill your brains with shit. Later, guys. Din din. (laughs) Din din. Oh, Oh, so the episode should be Jedi, Law and Order, comma, din din. Din din. Absolutely. (laughs) Later on, guys. All right, later. All right, guys. Hey, I'll.